Gentlemen, today, <laughs> one more time. Wait, and Ryan, Martel. Martel. Okay. You see this? You try to do a little live stream, and uh, you've got a producer, which is nice. All right. Take two. Ladies and gentlemen, today I am joined by one of the rising stars of Polish TikTok, YouTube, and entertainment in general, <laughs> the one and only Aria Martel. Off to a rocky start, but here we are to uh, learn a little bit about your background and, of course, answer the question why Polish girls have duck lips these days. <laughs> <laughs> but before we get there, you and I have kind of a common background in that we're both linked to the United States and we share a very similar heritage in that mm -hmm. regard. Tell me, how did you end up being an American girl in Poland? Okay. Well, first off, I would like to thank you that I'm here on your channel. I'm so excited and I'm glad we finally get to do this together. Um, well, answering your question, I'm half Polish, half American. My dad is Polish and my mom's American. And um, basically, my dad, when he was uh, really young, I think he was like in his early 20s, he moved to America. And after a few years, he met my mom there and they fell in love. And that's how my mom uh, ended up in Poland. And then they ended up creating me. <laughs> it's, a, it's a really unusual story, you know, because as a foreigner myself who moved to Poland, one of the first things you'll notice is, ah, you moved here for a Polish girl. That's what people always say. When mm -hmm. I tell them, uh, you know, that I moved here and that I love it here, but very rarely do you hear the opposite scenario. A, a little, a little celebrity gossip. The guitar player uh, from the band Him, he has a Polish mm -hmm. wife. Other than that, I don't really know many Polish guys at all with uh, wives from America. What do you think it was uh, for your father that was attractive in her? Hmm, those are some tough questions. I mean. Uh, I feel like, um, I mean, at least I've noticed, even when I was a child, that women have always been attracted to my dad. He was always good looking and he was um, very charismatic and ambitious. So I, I totally understand why my mom fell in love with my dad. And um, I don't know, I guess uh, maybe the cultural difference. But then again, my, my mom and my dad... Hmm. It's a funny story because uh, my my mom was working in a coffee shop and my dad was working, from what I remember, in a flower shop. And um, I think he asked out my mom uh, for a date like once or twice. And um, it didn't all happen overnight. But my dad was really into my mom. And um, I maybe the fact that he was uh, pursuing her so much and was uh, probably from a different culture, had different kind of manner mannerism a different he, kind of mannerism he was probably a gentleman yeah yeah i, I, something I feel about like Polish guys mm -hmm. i mean americans also can be gentlemen but you know what i mean like maybe maybe that's why because hmm, because it I was mean, something Ameri different americans uh, of, of course can be gentlemen as well but uh, sincerely speaking when i moved to poland the idea that i would help a woman lift her bag in the train it was very foreign to me because if you do that same gesture in the United States, American women can perceive it as a kind of yeah. demeaning or insulting. So I think there is a really big difference there. Yeah, exactly. Well, anyways, uh, they fell in love and my mom, I, I don't really think she wanted to move to Poland. I remember how uh, she even told me that she was scared that there was nothing, that, that nothing is going to be here and that it's going to be just like the middle of nowhere. And you can imagine moving to Poland in the 90s. Um, yeah. It was pretty crazy compared to, you know, living in big cities in the United States. And my mom is from Denver, Colorado. So, you know, it, it was uh, then it was a huge difference. Uh, now, obviously, you know, Poland is very well developed. And I feel like sure. it is even um, more developed in certain ways than in America, you know, 
this is a crazy opinion, but you know, I've well, lived listen, in, I, in, I moved here as well. I don't disagree. Yeah. I feel like, you know, the European lifestyle is, is a little bit better than the American one most of the time. Mm -hmm. Well, perhaps I'll stop being, uh, you know, inquisitive about your mother and your father here. But with the understanding that I'd like to have your mom on the program and ask her because it's a very fascinating story. Uh, let's fast forward a few years. Uh, your mother and father fell in love. Your mom moved here from the United States in the 1990s, which was absolutely unprecedented. This is just, you know, Poland was just coming out of communism. And indeed, the unemployment was severe here. It was a very, very turbulent time. And then you appeared on this earth. Let's talk a little bit about your identity. Do you feel Polish or do you feel American? <sighs> I feel like I'm, I, hmm, I'm confused. <laughs> no, I, I feel exactly 50, 50. Um, I, I don't feel that I'm more Polish or more American. I feel, I really feel like I'm exactly half and half because both cultures have uh, Im impacted me so much and uh, have um, really influenced my personality mm -hmm. uh, and and the way I also act around people because I'm a very open person. Yeah, um, yeah. I feel like I'm more um, open than a Polish person, but for Americans, I'm probably a little bit more colder and distanced uh, in their opinion because uh, I'm not as as open and um, outgoing as the typical American. So I'm somewhere in between. For sure. Well, I've I've known you for I think we're coming on four years now, and you three years. Three years. Yeah. Well, you're you're very American in that you go after your dreams aggressively. You're very open. You're very direct with people. Uh, you're also approachable, I think. So uh, there, there is you. this difference there. But when you were in school, did you uh, have any benefits or disadvantages because you were American, because you were different? Mm, yeah. It, kids would tease me uh, <laughs> because, you know, I wasn't fully Polish. And for some reason, when you're different, kids really like to, you know, give you a hard time. And when my mom would come to school, um, the kids would laugh sometimes at her accent and, and try oh, yeah. to, you know, tease me with that as well. Um, it was it was not the nicest experience for me when they were making fun of the fact that I am not fully Polish. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't know. Whatever. Well, my, <laughs> I don't my care own, how. <laughs> my own daughters. Um, actually, we haven't experienced any issues with that. It's interesting because a lot of the parents assume, other parents assume that we're from Ukraine. Like now that's like the default if, if you're a foreigner really? in Poland. Yeah, because uh, you're a foreigner, they like just automatically assume, oh, so you must have come over. So the first thing is normally, oh, I, you know, I hope that you're okay. Uh -huh. Actually, my daughter received a Christmas card in her class that says, I hope you can go back to Ukraine soon. <laughs> so pe people, oh my gosh. Yeah, it's, it's very, it's very unusual. Um, and wait, and, than, and your kids, they, they also speak uh, fluently in English? My kids are more Polish than you, <laughs> I think. I don't know how that happened. I ponder that. But they're way more Polish than they are American. Um, but do they and, speak uh, in English at all? Are they bilingual? Yeah, yeah, yeah they do. They're, they're bilingual. But you can hear they have an accent. Actually, people tell me okay. that I'm getting an accent. So I think that's just a matter of living in Europe long enough. Exactly. Like my English is getting rusty. Like even when I'm talking to you right now, I can really tell that I've fully converted to speaking in Polish because at least when I was running my channel in English um, yeah. and then, you know, living the rest of my life speaking in Polish, there was some kind of balance. But now everything I do is in Polish. So this is good. I get to practice. Yeah, yeah, that's a good thing. Anyways, I just wanted to say that there we haven't had any issues uh, from that. People are curious. You know, they'll ask they'll ask where you're mm -hmm. from, but um, you don't have many foreign kids in American. Uh, sorry, you don't have many foreign kids in Polish schools. And I imagine in, in Krakow, where you grew up, it, it's even more conservative. It's even, uh, I think. Uh, I mean, come on. I I don't I don't really think so. Like Krakow is. Uh, one of the most touristic cities in uh, Europe. Yeah. And I believe that there's even more people uh, coming in and out of Krakow um, from different countries than there are to Warsaw. I think so. I think uh, yeah, Krakow is more touristic. Yes, but tourists are different than residents. In Warsaw, there are lots of foreigners living there. 
from all parts mm-hmm. of the world. And Krakow, you've got like the um, the the kind of backpackers, the the expats who come right. and teach English for a little bit, and that they, they don't necessarily assimilate to the society. You know, they kind of like function in their own pods. And mm-hmm. when it comes to Krakow, I've spent a lot of time thinking about this. I love it. Don't get me wrong. It's where I started my life in Poland. It's where my first daughter was born. It's where I got married. Um, so really, you got positive. married in Krakow? Yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, I did. So I'm very positive I had no idea. about Krakow. But it, how can I say this? I can't say this diplomatically. Uh, after traveling Poland, I find it to be one of, like, let's say, the least friendly <laughs> towns. Really? What? Yes, I love Krakow and I have many dear friends there. But, you know, if you're if you're filming something on the street in Krakow, it's like a guarantee mm-hmm. that people are going to investigate. You have permission, what, you know, like and make issues. I, I've never I didn't had experience these kinds of experiences, but but, you know, we all have our own journey and <laughs> and, you know, situations that uh, make us think in a certain way. So I totally yeah, understand. Yeah. Well, I I, th- I think my point is just that uh, Krakow is more reserved. that you don't like Krakow. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I love Krakow. <laughs> I I'm just there. joking. I, I became a Polish citizen there, you know, so, okay. so I like it. But it, it is it is far more reserved and I think mm-hmm. hermetic than other cities in Poland. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just a characteristic of the city. And of course, I mean, it's uh, totally I, different. I could be wrong. Yeah. It's well, totally you spent different. your whole life there, so you would know better, mm-hmm. wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, uh, I, I think Krakow is um, a one of the most beautiful cities uh, in Europe. It it definitely has soul and history. And um, we have a castle. Hello. Of course, <laughs> castle. Uh, exactly, which supposedly has a chakram. Yeah. It supposedly has one of the seven biggest chakrams in the world. Fun fact. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. but Krakow is uh, very touristic, very artistic, and family oriented, I would say. And it's also um, uh, a student kind of uh, city there's a, a bunch yes, of people studying in Krakow um so that's that's the vibe but uh Warsaw for example um is is a city that is really developed it's a huge um metropolia I guess the biggest in Poland and and uh, you know a lot of uh, people are more open here I feel and they're really career oriented yeah, yeah, I would totally agree with that. And don't get me wrong, Warsaw has its downsides. Uh, of course. For example, <laughs> loud sports cars tearing through the center at night. Uh, mm-hmm. That's that could that could drive you mad. But um, you know, it's it's like with people, everyone has mm-hmm. uh, their good side and their bad side. And I think exactly. we should get off of this topic because okay. if I say anything else bad about any other Polish cities, I'll get canceled. <laughs> maybe yes, maybe no. All right, Aria, I want to discuss your career. So Alrighty. you have become a influencer over the past few years, and it seems like something you've been fighting to accomplish for a very, very long time. I'm curious, what is, what is your reason? What is it in you uh, that, that drives you um, to want to be a star, to want to be famous? Hmm. Those are some heavy-duty questions. <laughs> yeah, well, I got more of them. And my daughter, she mm-hmm. she told me she has the impression that TikTokers are almost forcing themselves to be famous. And I, I thought it was like a really wise thing to say. I never thought of it that way, but it is mm-hmm. true. There are a lot of people who are just pushing. You know, they're hungry for it. Why do you want it so badly? Hmm. I feel like uh, ever since I was a child, I always knew that uh, this sounds really funny, but uh, and some people might cringe and it's fine. But ever since I was like four years old, I would I would say to my parents, I'm going to be a star. I'm going to be a singer. (laughs) And um, I feel like hmm, uh, sometimes like I thought that maybe you grow out of some dreams, but it just never happened for me. It's like, I always knew that I really want to give it a shot in the entertainment industry. I just always loved entertaining. Even when I was a child, I would, uh, like on family gatherings, try to like sing something for, for my family, uh, show them how I'm acting, how I'm dancing and, and do like a whole show wherever I would go. And uh, it just it gave me um, so much uh, yeah, yeah. 
joy. Uh, it, it brought me so much joy and it also brought joy to the people around me. Um, so this is the entertaining people is something that I love doing. I also, um, you know, love motivating people, making, make, making them, I love making them feel better, uh, feel confident. And um, yeah, so I always knew what I wanted to do. And uh, my, my biggest dream is to become a singer, uh, like a full-time job uh, and, uh, you know, just have a full-on music career, do concerts, um, be on the radio and just like dedicate my life to music. Um, but yeah, I always, I always knew that this was my dream and I, and I nev never gave up. There have been many obstacles and there always are obstacles that, you know, are trying to stop me from sure. uh, going towards my dreams. But I don't know. I think the key element is to just never give up. Sure. And uh, basically, I knew that when I finished school, I, when I finished school, that I'm not going to go to university. Um, I decided to move to America because I wanted to, first of all, I wanted to see if maybe I want to live in the United States, not in Poland. Uh, but I also wanted to make money so that I can uh, provide for myself when trying to get a start in the entertainment industry. Mm -hmm. um, and so for a year I worked in America, I did like normal jobs. I, I don't know, I was like um, doing garden work. I was a waitress, I was a bartender, I was giving out cards on the street. So just basic stuff and uh, living in America definitely gave me like a really tough life lesson because I was treated like shit wherever I was working. And I think this is one of the reasons why I also feel unstoppable because yeah. uh, I've just gone through so much shit that um, nothing's stopping me now. <laughs> yeah. And um, and then I moved back to Poland and I decided um, that I'm going to learn how to edit videos and I'm going to try to maybe do social media stuff uh, for places in Krakow um, to, to just start before I start my own channel and stuff like that. Because I knew that, sure, I have some money from America, but I'm also, I need to you know, bring in stable income, um, because that's not going to last forever, you know, my savings. And, um, and so the first thing I did was just like run Facebook accounts and Instagram accounts uh, for restaurants. And then uh, once I uh, learned how to edit videos and stuff like that, I was doing promotional videos for um, dental clinics, um, um, co cosmetic clinics, restaurants, Mm -hmm. bars and stuff like that and also uh, travel agencies and then I decided I'm going to finally start my channel and um, I, I was doing travel related content and hotel reviews in English and that uh, for the first year wasn't really going well I wasn't getting any views uh, then it kicked off when I started to do Polish American related content it definitely gave me a huge boost and um, those those videos were gaining nice views um, hundreds of thousands um, but it still was kind of like a rocky road, um, yeah, until I met you. <laughs> uh, so should I, should I tell the story? Uh, you don't have to, we're, we're talking about you now, but, uh, I like to connect the, the dots sometimes. Yeah. And, or, or you can, whatever you prefer. Okay. Well, uh, well, I think you are, you know, one of the reasons why I'm, here where I am right now. And I'm so grateful um, because I don't think I would have made it as, as fast. And, you know, like, I'm just so grateful. So basically um, when, uh, so I was doing the travel related content and hotel reviews on my channel. And then mm -hmm. with my ex-boyfriend, we opened a tattoo studio in the main market square in Krakow. No, I don't tattoo. Um, and um, we had that business for a year and a half. And during that time, I completely stopped filming because I didn't have time uh, to do that stuff. And then during the pandemic, um, I decided to get back into filming because I really don't like to just sit around and I like to be productive and keep and I like to keep myself busy and so I started to uh, film videos about what's going on in Poland and then I decided to uh, call up Ryan <laughs> and uh, ask him if he would like to collab with me on this channel <laughs> and um, I didn't think you were going to respond because at the time my channel was at 20,000 subscribers and my Instagram was I think at 28,000 
um, followers and you know your channel was a, a lot bigger than mine so I was so flattered that you responded and that you were open to uh, you know film some stuff with me uh, little did I know it's gonna take three years <laughs> <laughs> and no, just I'm be just a joking. live stream right yeah. you know, no it's okay well we filmed for my channel it's fine yeah um, but, yeah we did that was fun uh, it was. Uh, but what was I going to say? So, yeah. And so I uh, called up Brian and and, uh, and we talked and I told him about my dream to uh, that I really want to uh, pursue a career in the entertainment industry and um, and my music career potentially um, in the future. And he told me about this channel called Vaxe, which is one of the biggest uh, entertainment channels in Poland. Uh, it's basically like a, a show on youtube where we uh are in a school and we play uh, i play a student and and there's basically like it's basically like a youtube tv show in a school yeah um, very high and quality it is it is and um and so ryan told me about uh, vaxen that they uh, are looking for actresses because the main actress paulina Sabon was um, pregnant and, and ready to have a baby. Um, and uh, that's how I got my foot in the door, thanks to you, um, on one of the biggest Polish channels. And uh, then I started filming in Polish. And this completely changed my life. So thank you so much for connecting oh, me, giving pleasure. me this opportunity. And I, I gave it my 100%. And yeah, thanks to you, I am where I am. I mean, I'm very, very humbled uh, by by that gratitude, and I do not expect it. The, the truth is that I really believe in passing the torch. So I remember being at that stage where, you know, you wanted to break into the next level, but someone has to open the door at least a little bit. And the part of the reason I wanted to talk to you and, and show you on this live stream is that you really, really... Um, take control of opportunity like you're not waiting around for Santa Claus to come you're not mm -hmm. waiting for someone else to give you your success but but you're working to build it I'm always open for people who are positive and that's led me to many disappointing situations uh, even terrible situations so a part of me is jaded of course but when you meet those people out there who are genuinely positive and passionate you know it makes sense to do what you can to help them move forward. And I have many, many of my own versions of that. Wukash Skalik, I'll repeat it until the end of time. You know, he's the one that brought me into Virtual Polska. We did the show Sokash and uh, Pollywood. And for a time, you know, I was recognizable in the streets of Warsaw. I had this long hair. We were doing crazy shenanigans. We were in the gossip uh, magazines and all of that. And, you know, just only thanks to, to him giving me an opportunity I was recognized by the people from MediaCraft who happened to be moving into Poland. And so the story like unfolded and my wish, I, I told you this directly, but I guess if we're speaking about these matters publicly, uh, we might as well go all the way. Mm -hmm. I only have two wishes for you. You know, I wish that you uh, really, really, um, you know, take advantage of the time that you have uh, with your dreams. So don't squander any opportunity, no matter how insignificant. Mm, and that you're you gonna don't, make me and cry. You, yeah, but there's one other thing, and please remember it: that you don't mess with drugs. And oh, uh, never. This is uh, this is the worst thing um, that can happen to an influencer. That can happen to a person. I'm so. Uh, don't worry, Ryan. I'm uh, too scared to take drugs. Yeah. Yeah. No. Thank God. But I'm. I since. Since I knew what drugs were, I was against them, you know, and mm -hmm. it, I, I've I've seen so many people actually die from drugs, life's ruined from drugs. And I'm sure anyone watching this or you could think of similar stories. And it's like almost taboo to say that out loud these days. But um, but I think I told you that, like, maybe even the second time <laughs> that I met you is like just mm -hmm. when you get famous don't mess with drugs because that's gonna that's gonna bring you down and um i'm too scared too so don't worry but it's true like <clears throat> uh even in krakow i was surrounded by people taking drugs and in warsaw as well like it's just so normal i feel yeah. for so many people to take drugs at parties and 
and stuff like that. But yeah, I've never been um, interested because I, I feel like there's so many um, things that I want to do that I, I, I don't even bother trying even for yeah. curiosity purposes. And besides, like, honestly, I feel like I don't have the balls to even try drugs. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God. Um, and, but you know, there, there's also reasons that people fall into that trap. I mean, one of which we were talking with Arthur Filipovich from Tapovidika just yesterday, the mm -hmm. day before, and uh, he was talking about the depression that can ultimately be met uh, by YouTubers. And it makes sense because when, when you become famous to that extent or, you know, when money becomes uh, just freely available and, and not even a challenge anymore, if you don't have like a, a strong moral core or something mm -hmm. that you're about, you'd be left with emptiness because there's nothing left to work for. There's no way to actually satisfy yourself. And so uh, I feel sorry for people who get to that point and then ultimately continue to demonstrate their status by, by using drugs, for example. Um, and uh, I feel very, very empathetic about that. And I'm, I'm very happy uh, that, because uh, I, I kind of treat you more like a daughter than anything else. Um, so I do feel protective over you in that way when I imagine those, the parties in Warsaw, I've been there as well. So mm -hmm. I, I know what goes on. And, uh, well, I always laugh that you're my YouTube dad. <laughs> yeah, we made a whole video about it. And one of my friends, yeah. you'd be surprised who sees that stuff. Really? People have seen that video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a People good video. You guys should check it out. But uh, what you were talking about, I, I really think that when you're entering show business um you have to have strong um sense of self and your values really um intact is that a good way to, to say totally. it totally. um because i feel like if you depend on other people's opinions whether they're negative or positive um you know it's it's just gonna mess up your own conf confidence because even even if you're uh getting so many you know positive let's say comments and then suddenly people hate you then you're going to be depressed obviously so i feel like if if you have really good people around you you practice uh, self-love uh not in like uh you know mm -hmm, how to say like a corny way yeah 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 just like you know like a no, nie wiem jak to powiedzieć, how to say this, uh, nie w próżny sposób. Uh -huh. How to say that in, in, in English. Don't put me on Not the in... spot. <laughs> Whatever, guys. Uh, anyways, but I just feel like you really have to um, be mature uh, about uh, your decisions and about the people you're surrounding yourself with and um, have, have a strong uh, mental game when en entering show business. And uh, yeah, because I, also uh, in Polish, we have this saying, uh, the strongest will survive. And, um, and that's the truth. Like if, if you don't have a strong mental game, then you're going to lean into substance abuse and into depression while being in I show do, business totally at least agree. once, I feel like. I totally <laughs> So it was it was wonderful hearing about your journey. And uh, before we conclude that chapter, hopefully it's just the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Before we conclude that chapter, uh, I've got a little challenge for you. So when I was auditioning for the show America Dasha Lubic, uh, my manager at the time told TVP that I was a singer. You know, mm -hmm. In fact, I was in a band for many years and could be said that I'm a singer, kind of, but I'm not like a classically trained one. And to my absolute horror, the first thing they asked me to do, they said, so you're a singer, right? And I said, well, yes, you know, I'm a songwriter, singer. And they said, so sing. <laughs> and I did everything I could to get out of it. I, tr I mean, I really, I tried to be clever. I tried to be funny. There was no way that I was not singing. And it was the most cringeworthy thing. If that thing ever, if that video ever went out. Yeah. What did you God sing? <laughs> I tried singing a Maslovit song. I tried singing Elvis, uh, Bridge Over Trouble Water. It was horrible. They shut me down. Anyways, my point in telling you that story is that you're a singer. So I'm curious if maybe you could, uh, you know. Sing. Oh, you're putting me on the spot. <laughs> um, sure. 
Okay, wait, what could I sing? Hold on. Maybe one of your songs. I can't yet. They're not released. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, but soon, yeah. hopefully. This is a terrible thing, isn't it? Singing a cappella. <laughs> ah, I don't mind. Okay. Um, though I've, I did not have a warm up, it's like it's the morning. So, it is the morning. whatever. Um, okay. You got me again, drunk in your beds, driving home under the influence. You scared me to death, but I'm wasting my breath. Is that good enough? Yeah. Or do you want more? No, 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 that's enough. That's totally enough. Uh, like a sample. Actually, actually you're, <laughs> but you're really like when I compare your singing now to what it was uh, a year and a half ago or whatever, like it's clear that you've been really working at it. And, um, Thank you. Yes, I'm going to singing lessons. Yeah, yeah. And Thank the fact you. that you can yeah, make it sound okay in a, you know, in a live stream, that's, that's a whole other level. Thank of, you. Of Thank you. But I feel like, you know, um, whether you're a beginning singer, beginner singer, or uh, even if you're a professional singer, you should always be taking singing lessons and learning new skills um, because, you know, there's always place for improvement. And especially uh, I know I need to put in the work um, because I really want to be a singer that sings live and sings in a healthy way. Because, you know, if mm -hmm. you don't sing in a healthy way, then your vocal cords get messed up. So, so yeah, those yeah, are, well, those are my also goals. <laughs> there you have it. Listen, we talked about, uh, your mother's move to Poland, your childhood, mm -hmm. show business, music. Uh, but now, Aria, it's time to discuss duck lips. So I, I was just checking the comments on this live stream. You know they're that I don't see the comments? Yeah, yeah, I know. But they're not, they're not the most positive comments I've ever received here. Uh, oh not the gosh. most negative either. But Max S says, fake duck lips are ugly in my opinion. That's just my opinion, smiley face. Um, they said, there was another one here. Why can't I read the comments? Uh, I don't know. Rich Never mind. says, I'm an American from the U.S. and I've been to Poland about 18 times. Wow, Rich, next time reach out and Ari and I will show you about. Um, anyways, he goes on to say that I agree. I've almost never seen duck lips in Poland. So I, I take a little bit of contention with those comments because, and this just might be a fact of the matter that I was living in Powisla for the last mm -hmm. 10 years. Uh, for those of you outside of Poland, Powisla is like, what would you compare it to? It's kind of like the upper... Uh, like a hip neighborhood. It's a hip neighborhood. It's actually, I think it's, I, I read somewhere that it's the most expensive real estate in the country. So you could, you could imagine the type of people mm -hmm. who live there. Obviously not my family and I, but other people. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe we're the same way. Um, there's a lot of like, uh, you could see ladies pushing around dogs in strollers. That's a thing. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah, that's a thing. And the dogs are sometimes dressed up. Very unusual. That's a whole other video I'd like that's to do. That's funny. Um, but more than anything else, you see these like very exaggerated like lips. Mm -hmm. You know, you know it's not natural. Mm -hmm. I I don't typically call them duck lips, but I wanted to clickbait this video, uh, so that's what everyone else refers to them as. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to understand what's going on here because, I, I mean, yes, it's true. Polish women are some of the most beautiful, naturally beautiful women on earth. And anyone who's traveled even a little bit knows that as a fact. Mm -hmm. And yet cosmetic surgery is uh, more and more popular here. Can you give me kind of a behind the scenes? What's going on? Sure. With sure. <laughs> what's going on with that? Um, <laughs> My you know investigation. What? <laughs> um well i've i've also noticed that within the last i would say the last four years um mm -hmm. lip injections and plastic surgery as well though i think um lip injections are more popular and in general just like injecting stuff into your face uh, has become a norm uh in poland within the last few years um yeah, it, it's definitely becoming a norm. Um, but what can I say? Well, 
Okay. I don't think there's anything wrong with how to say in English, cosmetic procedures. Cosmetic, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't think there's anything wrong with stuff like that. Uh, I just think that it's all about balance and keeping things natural. But then again, who am I to, to judge? You know what I mean? Like if somebody wants to have a more fake aesthetic, then, you know, just like I, do you. But I've definitely please, noticed that. Yeah, yeah. No, don't misunderstand me. I'm not I'm not judging. I'm generally curious. Yeah, yeah. When yeah, you yeah. have well, a woman who's perfectly beautiful to begin with, why are the enhancements necessary? Well, hmm. I just feel like, I don't know, I guess it just became popular and, and um, it's, it's a trend, I feel. You know, I also um, got my lips done and I do um, use co uh, cosmetic procedures, how to yeah, say yeah, that, yeah. mainly cosmetic for like uh, skin stuff because I have uh, acne prone skin, but I also got my lips done and I think you can get them done in a really, you know, natural matter without it being like, you know, all in the in your face and um uh, i think that also good work is when you you just think that somebody looks pretty without noticing what they have had done for sure um and um uh but you know i think it's all about um uh, also thinking about what you're doing i don't like the fact that most polish women they kind of get it done and it's just becoming something really normal it's still a medical procedure and i think you should really think about whatever you're doing that you don't need that's medical um because you know it's not as if you're you're going to get injected with something that's going to um help with your health you're doing this for aesthetic purposes to mm -hmm. make yourself look better or feel better whatever so I think uh, you should really think about, uh, you know, uh, think about it before you get it done. Like, for example, I uh, had a really bad experience the first time I got my lips done and it was honestly traumatic. Um, and then I got my lips dissolved because it, it was done really poorly. And I waited three years before I got my lips done again. And I was just like doing all the research and looking for the right person, the right doctor, because this is no joke. And uh, I just don't like the fact how people are just go doing this stuff really casually because like things can go wrong. And I really think that if you are uh, changing, uh, you know, the way your body looks, uh, then Mm, it should be a mature decision and you should really do your research. And even with the best doctors, things can always go wrong. And I also feel a little bit disturbed that so many young people are doing these things uh, and just like going anywhere. So, oh, for sure. yeah. But do, do you ever take into consideration, I, I saw in your TikTok, it's like 2.2 million likes. So think about how many people saw that. I'd also assume that there are plenty of uh, young impressionable girls watching that like are, do you think about the message that that gives them uh, or the the example that that gives them do you think young girls should grow up to have their lips done <laughs> oh my gosh tough questions i uh hmm. well of course i think about the fact that there are many young people following me uh, but I also uh, want to be honest and transparent. If I'm changing something in my appearance, uh, I don't want to pretend as if, you know, nothing has been done because that's giving young people also uh, unrealistic expectations. Uh, expectations. Yeah, totally. Um, so I think that uh, personally, me as an influencer, I want to be honest with my followers because I respect them and without them, I wouldn't be where I am today. Um, and besides, uh, this might sound kind of bad. Hopefully it doesn't r rub anybody the wrong way, but I always liked the way I, I looked. The only thing that I hated about myself is, is my acne problems. Um, and I don't think you have to like really not like the way you look to want to enhance stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I just am a person that, you know, I enjoy looking good. And if, uh, if I can look a little bit better then like, why not do it? Basically that's like my mentality. So I like the way I looked before, but I wanted to do like a small enhancement and whatever. And, and that's it. Sure. Uh, and I'm always honest. And, uh, I always, before I show that I got something done, um, I talk about how this is a serious decision and, um, that things can go wrong so maybe yeah. i can phrase it a little <laughs> bit differently 
Imagine that somewhere down the road you would have a daughter. Uh, would you want mm -hmm. your daughter to get her lips done? Well, I mean, not as a child or as a no, teenager, obviously. But, but, but if but she was as an a adult, woman. honestly, that's not my decision. If, if she, if she would want to get, uh, you know, her lips done or whatever done, then I would just like make sure that she's going to the right place and, mm -hmm. and that she's safe. And, and, you know, like that's, that would be her decision, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the fascinating thing, uh, I suppose about this is, uh, as a man, I probably don't realize 90% of the cosmetic procedures that happen. I remember uh, asking my wife, uh, we were looking at someone's eyelashes, like, how does she have such beautiful eyelashes? And my wife is like, Ryan, those are fake. Like, I didn't mm -hmm. even know that fake eyelashes were a thing. So I'm sure that there's plenty of cosmetic operations, probably even the majority of them, that you just look and say, wow, she's so beautiful. And you don't realize that there have been these enhancements. True, but I also think that um, cos cosmetic procedures uh, are so well developed these days, and I think it's um, such a great thing that these days we we can take care of ourselves um, on a completely different level, and people that are even 40 or 50 years old can, can look 10 to 20 years younger, and I think that like this is a great thing, but you have to use it wisely and in moderation. Mm -hmm. Okay, I've asked you plenty of uncomfortable questions with this topic, so Keep I'm gonna. Going. I'm, I'm not gonna, scared. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm gonna just make things fair right now. Mm -hmm. So, if you were in charge of my cosmetology, <laughs> what uh, what procedures would you have me do? Honestly, nothing. I think you look great. Um, That's very besides, diplomatic. <laughs> no, like I'm. I'm just being honest. Like um, your, like for example, I think that. Okay, this is going to be, hmm, I don't want to say anything wrong, but if somebody's like a masculine guy that's rather straight, I think yeah. it looks really good if you guys just age naturally because it's masculine, it looks good, the wrinkles look good, um, it, it gives you guys uh, character. So, yeah, if, if like, for example, a guy is more feminine and maybe possibly into makeup, maybe gay sure. or something then it totally suits uh him that you know he he gets botox he he because he's more on the feminine side and i don't know like but then again like what whatever anybody wants to do they should uh in my opinion you look good i don't know if you really want you can go Not. get some facials and stuff <laughs> to just make sure I... that your skin is looking good but yeah I, I only wanted to give you an opportunity to make me feel uncomfortable by criticizing me because I gave you some kind of hardball questions. But uh, it is it is an interesting and and actually unfair. Can you just imagine standard. if I if I would just like start uh, giving giving you a list of things you should get done on this live stream? <laughs> well, I'll tell you one thing's for certain. Um, when I was filming that TV show, the the travel show, mm -hmm. like everywhere I went for the food segment, they would basically give me the entire menu, you know, and I was brought mm -hmm. up not to waste food. And I also generally don't like wasting food. So mm -hmm. I was really struggling uh, to keep a gut off, you know, and if I even like I would be going to the gym and stuff, but you can go to the gym all day long. If you eat unhealthy, you're still going to have like a, an ugly stomach. So that, you know, that's something that for sure, uh, as you get older, you have to really work on. I was in the gym this morning. Uh, and I and I try to definitely stay fit. You could see I'm 41, but I can do backflips on the trampoline. So I think it's yeah. It's and besides, so you don't look 41 at all. <laughs> that, that's the no drugs trick, isn't it? But um, yeah, interesting conversation. So I I think like if I'm to digest what we discussed here about the duck lips, well, you didn't really answer my question definitively. Uh, well, I don't know why they're going in an, a natural aesthetic most of the time. Have you observed that as well, though? That that's like yeah, more I, and more common? I observed it. And besides, like uh, ninety percent of the time, I can detect if somebody had their lips done. And um, so, I don't know. Maybe maybe people aren't really picking the right um, places to get them done, or they just prefer the less natural aesthetic. Maybe that's why, or they're just going overboard because I don't know, like, I feel like if you're like, I told you, but this is my, my personal, um, thought that if you're getting something done, it should be an enhancement of something yeah. that you have. 
rather than a complete change. Yeah, yeah. But then yeah, again, well, you, everybody you should do whatever. Uh, well, right? You can't well, physically really change. you can. By the way, Alicia <laughs> Socha, sorry, I can't pronounce the name. She says, I agree. Just good moisturizer and sunscreen. So I yeah, think sunscreen I, sh- I got to work important. on my skin. <laughs> exactly. But, um, but yeah, you know, I'm all about trying to find acceptance in, in, in how we are. So there's, you know, there are like a lot of, I guess they call them woke movements, right? And, and the one that maybe resonates with me like a little bit is a body positivity thing. Because mm-hmm. like, I do definitely believe that you have to embrace what you have, who you are. You have to work to improve mm-hmm. it, of course, as well. But um, there's something to be said for that. And I've also noticed, and this is why those dating apps disturb me, uh, you can know a person, right? You can meet a person and not find them to be attractive. But over time, as you get to know them and, and, and get to know their character and understand them, I don't know, your perception changes or something. And, and of course. You start to and, see and them as the- attractive, you know? Exactly. And besides, it, it, it goes both ways. If somebody's even super good looking, but they don't really have an interesting personality or they're not nice, then, uh, you know, they lose their all their attraction. Yeah. Attraction? How do you say this in English? Attractiveness. The, attractiveness. Think, exactly. Yeah. Their looks. I mean, I think looks are, are of course, uh, things that uh, looking good makes you feel good. But um, and, and it's nice to look good. But if all you have to offer is just looks, then that's sad. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I would say that that's another thing. I don't know if that's changed in Poland mm-hmm. uh, or not, but I noticed that people here, well, girls, I would say, and I think you even made a video about that at, at some point. They're a little bit more mm-hmm. open-minded when it comes to the looks of their partner. Like it's a beautiful girl doesn't necessarily have this like rock star looking uh, you know, almost model-looking guy, but you could see a really beautiful woman who has a guy that's obese or you know, like bald or whatever, and um, clearly she values him for other reasons. And when I move, true, but I feel like women are a lot uh, put a lot more effort in Poland into their looks. Like I think yeah. Polish women really take care of themselves, um, and um, guys, hmm. Well, of course they look tidy and, you know, just like normal, but um, I feel like women really take their looks and to and, and the way they dress to the next level in Poland. For sure. And guys, uh, well, some. Okay, but, <laughs> yeah. but like, how would that actually benefit a guy? You know what I mean? Like if I, let's imagine that I went to the cosmetologist, got mm-hmm. my skin like just like perfect looking. I got Botox because I do have wrinkles here right and I, and I started to look I don't know how to, like feminized basically I don't think my wife would find that attractive you know what I mean I so mean, it's like you know I think it's good that a guy takes care of himself um if we're talking about the masculine straight type then yeah. I think it's um I think it's good if you know a guy knows how to dress and 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 takes care of himself like goes to the hairdresser and stuff like that but um you know not everybody wants a pretty boy and um and just because you're masculine does not mean that you can't take care of yourself you know so what do you mean they don't take care of themselves like they don't shave they don't wear deodorant well of course there are some guys that don't really put in that much effort into their looks Uh, they don't go to the gym they don't really i don't know um get their hair done or they don't really care what they wear and that's perfectly fine but um well what can i say some girls care about the fact that a guy you know knows how to dress and is is well uh, taken care of i don't know how mm-hmm. to say this um that that his looks are He's well put together well put together um and, and some girls completely don't care about the outside appearance so it really depends what i guess turns you on because some girls just have it that way that they fall in love just with the brain sure sure well um rich in the comment section says to each his own. And he also said, and I think he's implying uh, cosmetic surgery here, that it's much more common in countries like Brazil. So uh, that's a good point, in fact. But I see it, I see it on the rise here in Poland. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how it, 
how it un unfolds. I think it's very connected to social media as well. And uh, social media of course, like everywhere, when you, just universal. Of course, when you go on Instagram and when you go on TikTok, you see so many perfect people uh, that, you know, obviously you want to also perfect yourself. Yeah. So yeah. I think, um, but, you know, everything you see on Instagram is just like the highlight of somebody's life and uh, the the pictures are edited most of the time or they're just you know posting the best picture that they took of themselves uh, uh, did i say that correctly yeah, yeah so yeah. you know you have to have a a realistic um image of of what everything looks like on social media and you know it's normal to sometimes look like crap you know like right now i spent 30 minutes in front of the mirror before doing this live stream and obviously there are days where i look not so good and that's fine because we're human yeah and it's also important to keep so aria as we wrap up here i'd like you to leave us with a little bit of um well let's say wisdom uh it seems that you want to be a positive force in, in people's life and uh a lot of people watch you on tiktok instagram on vox tiktok <laughs> tiktok <laughs> that that's the horrible thing about live you know i would edit that out and fix it if this leave if this it it's funny well yeah i can't I, I i can't change it it's live um and uh most young people are aspiring to be a star these days that's another thing i never expected mm -hmm. when social media started uh, what would you advise them well, first of all, never give up on your dreams. And if you just continue on working on them all the time, then the right opportunities will pop up eventually. Um, so that's number one, <laughs> uh, to never stop and never give up. Because honestly, what is life without, you know, your, your dreams, like trying to achieve them? Boring and sad, in my opinion. Sure. So never stop. Um, be selective about who you're hanging out with. Make sure you're hanging out with people that really believe in you and are a good influence. Um, what else can I say? If you're going to get any cosmetic procedures, think about <laughs> it 10 times and do your research. Um, what else can I say? I think that's it. I think, I think that wraps it up nice. You know, this was, this was fun actually, cause this we don't really fun. We never talk about these things, you know, so it was, it was yeah, kind of fun I'm I got to we, know you. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm really happy that we were talking as well about uh, harder subjects. And I feel like also more uh, influencers and uh, public personas should be open about talking about, you know, getting medical procedures done, honestly. Because yeah. yeah, yeah. these are serious topics and there should be also no shame I, I totally in, agree. you know, getting stuff done. Yeah. Well, so yeah. And uh, thank you, Ryan, for having me. I'm so grateful for everything you've done for me in my life. And uh, thank you for having me on this live stream. Uh, I'm so happy. It was my pleasure. So ladies and gentlemen, that was Aria Martelli, Martel, as she likes to be pronounced. I can't get anything right in these things. Uh, it was a very interesting conversation controversial in moments, but uh, you can share your opinion if you agree or disagree in the comment section below. Subscribe to this channel and follow Aria everywhere that you can find her.